Next on BYU Sports Nation, what a weekend for BYU. What was the best part of the weekend? Men's Hoops got a big win against Utah in a bigger dunk from Yoli Childs, and women's volleyball advances to the Final Four. Plus, my post-game interviews with stars from both teams. Let's go. Pause on the wing. Everything right side. TJ will penetrate the baseline. Get to Yo. Yo drives to the rim. Cocks the hammer and throws it down with the right hand. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Monday, December 10th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Smithfield House historian Jerem Jordan. What a weekend to be a Coug. Uh, Smithfield House rocking men's basketball. Woo! It was fun, man. It's a great day. Over 5,300 witnessed BYU women's volleyball. We are all witnesses. Their ticket to the NCAA Final Four in Minneapolis beginning on Thursday. The atmosphere was incredible. Incredible. So fun. Friday and Saturday. Oh, here's today's show lineup in 15 minutes. My one-on-one with Yoli Childs after Saturday's big win for BYU against Utah in Salt Lake City. What are his thoughts on the dunk heard round the sports world? Ronnie Jones Perry dominating this weekend as BYU Volleyball advances to the Final Four. What was on her mind right after the match? And head coach Heather Olmstead will join us live in 40 minutes. What impressed her most about her team this weekend and what's ahead as they have a rematch with Stanford? Here are your Monday BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU men's basketball dominating rival Utah 74-59 in Salt Lake City at Vivint Smart Home Arena on Saturday. Part of the Beehive Classic, Yoli Child scored 31 points for a third consecutive game, including another look at the greatest dunk, maybe, in BYU basketball history. Uh, yeah. Childs named the player of the week by Andy Katz on NCAA.org. He averaged 31 points, nine rebounds, and shot 70.5% from the field last week. I have that as excellent. I love that Karan Butler yelled like we all did. Ah! As soon as that went down. That was awesome. Four-seed BYU women's volleyball advances to the national semifinals, a.k.a. the Final Four, in the NCAA tournament, beating Florida Friday and four then sweeping 5-seed Texas Saturday in front of the second-largest crowd in program history. Ronnie Jones-Perry led the team with 42 kills in seven sets on the weekend, including 25-3 and three on Saturday. Head coach Heather Olmstead said she was impressed with the way her team came together. They just were having so much fun together and so happy for each other and to see the love they have for each other, it's just it's indescribable. It's just really cool about team sports that they get to have those moments, and I'm so proud of them for, for accomplishing um, what they wanted and to be headed back to the Final Four. As mentioned, the Cougars rematch Stanford Thursday, 7 Eastern on ESPN in Minneapolis. Cougars beat Stanford in five long time ago now, August 31st in Provo. That win got BYU home court advantage to the Final Four. 
Think about that. Taysom Hill blocked a punt for the New Orleans Saints in a critical part of yesterday's game. It sparked a win over Tampa Bay. This season, Taysom has three completed passes, a touchdown run, two caught passes, 15 return kicks, has recorded tackles on special teams, and now a blocked punt. What can't he do? Jimmer Fredette scored 45 points at seven assists, five rebounds, four steals, and two blocks in a 102-99 Shanghai Sharks loss in China. Fredette is the leader in the league at steals per game, 3.4. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. How about that weekend? BYU basketball. Beats Utah handily in Salt Lake City. BYU women's volleyball back to the Final Four for the first time since 2014 in front of the second largest crowd to ever assemble for a women's volleyball match in the Smithfield House. A much needed, much celebrated weekend for all of BYU athletics. My question for you, Jeremy, is what is the most impressive BYU-related thing you saw over last weekend? It was women's volleyball. I was at all three matches, including uh, you know Michigan and Texas, and it was just electric, man. It was fantastic. Obviously, the BYU matches were amazing. The whole weekend was awesome. And like you said, BYU earned home court, and they took advantage of home court. I think if BYU plays on a neutral court, who knows what, who knows what the uh, result is. Maybe BYU gets in, but because it was in the Smithfield house, the crowd was packed. It was awesome. It was electric. It was loud the whole match. It wasn't like at the end of set one, the crowd got it. It was like every stinking point. No McKenna Miller, no problem. I thought that this team might face some real adversity without her. But what happened was BYU made adjustments, good coaching. I would say elite coaching. Heather Olmstead is an elite coach. She wins 91% of her games. Uh, and, and BYU made adjustments. Ronnie Jones-Perry. Caprio's finest. 25 kills in a three-set match is unstinking believable. And BYU's back in the Final Four for the second time in five seasons. That's a top 10 memory for me all time within BYU athletics in terms of me being in a venue and witnessing a spectacle of sport. Just the whole environment. That atmosphere was incredible. So I'm with you. BYU women's volleyball stole the show. And without McKenna Miller, so players like Maddie Robinson and Lacey Haddock and Heather Knighting are stepping up to join the usual greats, Ronnie Jones-Perry and Mary Lake and Lindy Haddock. Like It was just an incredible team effort. Got to throw Sidney Martindale in there. Of course, you're going to forget there's no weak, people. There's no weak point on this team, too. I was thinking about that. They're just fantastic. They deserve to be in the Final Four. So that was overall the most impressive thing I saw on the weekend. However... If we're talking about an individualized single moment, you got to go with Yoli Child's dunk. And maybe this is the greatest dunk ever in BYU basketball history. I can remember Mike Hall throwing it down against Air Force. Terrell Leday had an incredible dunk for Steve Cleveland. Trent placed it against Colorado State. Marty Haas against Weber State. But this was in the rivalry game on a neutral floor and he basically dunked on the entire University of Utah. <laughs> we needed this after the football game, by the way. We needed that dunk, and we needed that game. <laughs> it doesn't make up for it wholly, but it helps. Everybody will remember where they were when Yoli Childs dunked all over Utah. <laughs> That's a poster. It's a screensaver for uh, thousands of you now. Jaron Wilkie, yeah. Wilkie of BYU Photo caught the image that images went viral. Yeah. BYU viral. I mean, as good as the dunk was, 
we maybe we should take a step back and just talk about Yoli Child's overall performance. 31 points again. He was captain efficiency. He took over the game from the tip. He was incredible. That was an unbelievable performance by him. Speaking of his Yoliness, uh, 31 points in three straight games. He seems to have ascended to a new level this past week and a half. So where has Yoli Childs improved the game, his game the most? Yeah, his repertoire of offensive skills. He can score in every way. High, low, physical, back you down, jump hook, finesse with the floater, shoot the turnaround J, the three, free throws have improved. His offensive display was all out there on Saturday, and this is the norm. You talk to his teammates and, like, this is just typical Yoli in practice. So it's one thing to do it consistently in practice. It's another to do it consistently in games against Weber State and Utah State and B, or excuse me, and Utah 31 and three straight, and his offensive display and, and repertoire has improved a ton. And, and that's got NBA people looking. That's what he wanted to do. He can finish better. Saturday went 13 of 16. It's 81%, man. That's incredible. Um, scored the first 12 points for BYU. That was, that was awesome. He knows what shots are working for him, and uh, he's taking those and making those. So the last two weeks, the last four games, 30 points a game, 10 rebounds a game, 60% field goals, 41% from three. And he is doing it really well, not just the last four games, but all season, which is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Gilly Childs is the only player in the country in the top 20 in scoring and top five in the rebounding. And as you mentioned, he is the NCAA.com Andy Katz Player of the Week in the NCAA. So he's, he's uh, ascended to another level. And like we talked about, too, um, BYU needed a great week, and they got it. They got it. Wow. Yoli Childs. See, it's one thing to score a bunch of points, but to have a complete game where you can rebound the heck out of the ball as well and do so with some of the best in the country, yeah, that's another only player in the country, top 20 in scoring, top five in rebounding. Well done, Yoli Childs. We brought this up last week. If BYU beats a good Utah State team on Wednesday in Provo and then can go to Salt Lake City and win an emotional neutral site game against Utah, are they back on track? Well, they did just that, and they dominated both teams. Jerem. Is BYU basketball officially back on track? It would appear so. Uh, I think BYU hoops woke up, and uh, they lost in OT, and then they gave up way too many points against Weber State, and then boom, BYU was really dialed in, especially defensively. They talked about being connected on offense. I I think they did that. Two in-state wins against rivals by 15. Hey, that's awesome. And it was dominating, like you said. BYU gave up uh, 80 on Wednesday but put up 95. And then Saturday, 59 points, 36% uh, field goal defense against Utah. Impressive. 7-4 through 11 games now. Portland State on Wednesday, UNLV, neutral site, although it's down the street uh, in Vegas. Both winnable to get to 9-4. Tough single game week matchups the next two weeks after that with San Diego State, Mississippi State on the road. Get to 10-5, and and we'll call it good. Okay, Go 3-1 in the next four, call it good. I think BYU is back on track. I thought... For a moment at five and four, and, and we asked, we also asked the question: Is it time to hit the panic button? Is desperation in play? Yes. Yeah. A players only meeting was they, called. They played desperate. Yeah. And, and they it, reacted. Positively. And sometimes, like we said, it can breed good results, and it did. They sometimes you got to go through hard things 
to kind of dig down and figure out what you're all about. So I think that, yes, this BYU basketball team is back on track. Belief has been restored. And wouldn't you know it, Nick Emery came back the week to help BYU find that belief again. An emotional lift, too, because Saturday Nick Emery didn't score. And I don't think BYU needed Nick Emery to beat Utah. uh, They didn't need Nick Emery to beat Utah. But I think that Nick Emery injected himself into the Utah State game a little more. That was good. And, and he'll grow. I mean, it's two, he's two games in. Is he – I would. I think he's in shape. He's always in shape. But is he in, like, game shape? Is he ready to go from that standpoint? Ten wins in the non-con is a real possibility. How many people thought that would happen after the 5-4 and four start? Yeah, this is a different team. And so now it's 7-4. and four. You beat Portland State. You take care of UNLV and then get either Mississippi State or San Diego State, you're feeling pretty good about going into conference play. Yeah, it's important for BYU to get to those double-digit wins in non-conference. Yeah, in 10-5, and five, um, I mean, if BYU can get a win at San Diego State or Mississippi State, Mississippi State's going to be a hard one especially, but then, then you're doing okay. Uh, we'll see how BYU plays in the West Coast Conference to yield an at-large bid or not. I, I tend to think that uh, BYU is going to have to play really well in the league, like two or three losses to have a shot. Well, at, and the at league an seems to be better, especially one through six. Which like is good, consistently better. San Francisco, pretty good. LMU, pretty right. good. So if you have like five losses in league, you're not going to get into the NCAA tournament as an at-large. So BYU uh, conti- continue to get better, continue to improve, and then we'll see where BYU ends up in the end. Of the season. Our question of the day: What is the most impressive BYU-related thing you witnessed? Over the weekend, let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At the Fongolian adds this on Instagram. As much as I love Yoli's new wall poster and all of his ESPN love, number two on SportsCenter's top ten, watching the BYU women's volleyball team sweep their way into the final four against solid competition truly got me excited and on my feet. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's awesome to be great. And that's what we saw on the weekend. It was oh, fantastic. Just so needed. Okay, coming up, Yoli Childs tells us about his SportsCenter top ten dunk. And did we collectively finally score some points in our and one picks? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow, watch or listen to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Coach Rose, Dalton Nixon, and Quincy Lewis join Greg Rubel to discuss the week that was. Previewed matchups with Portland State and UNLV Tuesday, 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. And, of course, you can reserve a seat if you're local on BYUcougars.com slash Rose Show. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. You can listen to BYUSN on demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. You can always watch it at BYUSN.org. Experience it whenever, wherever, and however you would like. Our question of the day, what is the most impressive BYU-related thing you witnessed over the weekend? At April Parody answers on Twitter, Volleyball! When basketball makes it to the Final Four, they'll get my vote. <laughs> Everyone pay attention to what BYU women's volleyball is accomplishing. We've talked about this. Um, as impressive as men's volleyball and rugby are uh, within their sphere, there's not as many teams competing in those sports. How many are in women's volleyball? 336. So in rugby, there's like, I want to say, you know, it's fewer than 50, I want to say. 
It might even be 20 or 30. I'm not exactly sure. Men's volleyball, it's like the actual teams competing. It's like 28 that have any kind of real shot, right? 50 technically or something. What women's volleyball is doing is crazy impressive. And it's all awesome. It's always awesome to be the best in your sport. But when we when we zoom out a little bit, we go, oh, my gosh, look at all the teams competing for this. And there BYU sits. Yeah, Final Four out of 336 teams. They hosted. They were a number one seed, if you will. Very, very impressive. Uh, with that said, let's visit one of the stars of Saturday and go back to BYU men's basketball. Yoli Childs spoke with me moments after BYU finalized that 74-59 win against Utah to get to 7-4. and four. You better believe we asked about the dunk and if it's just another game. Yoli Childs, back-to-back-to-back, 31-point games, the most recent against Utah. Um, Now that you're 15 minutes removed from the game, how would you sum up that last victory over the Utes? Uh, It's huge, but it's huge because of the way we won. It's not huge because we won. It's huge because we shared the ball, we played defense, we locked in, we out-rebounded a team that was a lot bigger than us. Uh, I think everybody just played as hard as they could, and they played together. uh, there's There's not a better way to play. It's so much fun. Walk me through the dunk. What'd you see? How did it play out? Saw a great pass from TJ, and as simple as that. You know, TJ's the man, and he always makes plays for everybody else and gets people open, and uh, as a big guy, that's kind of my job, just finish it when he makes such a good play. At what point today did you feel like, okay, I've, I've got things going really well? Um, I try not to get too high or too low, whether I'm making shots or missing shots, because after playing two whole seasons as a junior now, I know it's such a long game. If I come out and I start five for five, that doesn't mean I'm necessarily hot or the game's over. If I come out and I'm... 0 for 7, I still think the same way, that I'm just going to shoot my shots and find open guys and play the same no matter how the ball's falling. Walk us through the emotions of this week, from the players-only meeting early in the week to beating Utah State and now beating Utah. How has that emotional shift been? Uh, It's been huge. I think the biggest shift was on Monday. We came into that players' meeting, and uh, we all looked at each other and said, we're going to look each other in the eyes and be honest with each other. If someone's not playing as hard as they can, we're going to call them out. And it's, and it's nothing personal because we need to be the best team that we can be. And we need to practice harder. We need to take every day like it's a game day. And I think just having that effort and practice builds habits. And those habits have uh, shown in the last two games. We just have to continue practicing the way we've been practicing, and it'll show on the court. What was the best part about playing in an NBA venue today? Just playing with my guys, you know. Uh, I don't see it very different than the Marriott Center. Marriott Center is huge. It might be bigger than this place. So we're really lucky to have that. And uh, every game, I'm just grateful to go out and play with, with my brothers. Yoli, I know that Jason Shepard already has a screenshot saved behind all of his apps on his phone of you dunking on Utah. Are you cool with that? Uh, that's fine by me. <laughs> Congratulations on the big win. Uh, before I let you go, I want to talk about how you turn the page now. I mean, it's an emotional high, understandably, after beating two in-state teams, big-time rivalry games, given that BYU kind of had their backs against the wall. How do you turn the page and keep this going? Uh, I think part of it is not getting too high and not getting too low. You know, we didn't get too low. We knew we had things to change after three-game losing streak. Uh, we knew we had things to change, but we weren't too low on ourselves. And right now, it's two good wins. You feel good, but you're not too high. You know, you, you, just, keep, uh, you just keep grinding. You keep battling every day. And Never think you're better than you are, but have confidence in yourself. Is this just another win? No. No. Everyone wants to say that, but it's a rivalry game. It's a huge game. I was just saying over there that uh, you got to look at all the little kids out here that are, that are going to be heartbroken if your team loses. You know, you got a whole fan base behind you. You got all the students that got to drive back to Provo with a loss if you lose. And 
Uh, you just got to think about all the people supporting you that, that care so much about this game and do it for them. All right, what did Coach Rose say to you before you came out to address the media? He didn't say anything. I'm a third-year player. He said, don't. He, he, I just knew not to do anything like the UVU game. So I knew if I stayed away from that, I'd be all right. You're learning, right? I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> Thanks, Yoli. Appreciate it. Thank you. Real talk with Yoli Childs. He called Utah Valley. He referenced, like, little brother. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the, that's the reference. Yeah. Real talk with Yoli. I love that he is real to the situation. It's not just another game. Well, it's easy to be real when you win. I think he would when answer you, the when same you, way if they lost. Perhaps, Yoli, yeah. But it's it's easy to be gracious and kind and forthright when you win. It is. It's so easy. All right. Well, it's time for us to be potentially gracious and kind with our and one picks. Because somebody scored, right? Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. We give two picks. The first pick worth two points. And if we get that one right, then we have the opportunity to pick the extra point with our second pick. Going into BYU-Utah on Saturday, Jeremy and I had a combined zero points. Through three games, right? Woo! Yeah. Fourth opportunity. Get on the board. Four times a charm. Okay, my two-pointer. BYU will attempt at least 20 free throws. <laughs> They're averaging 23, and they had 14. Because and BYU... What? Nope. Because BYU was making everything. It was good. Okay? Uh, and my and one pick, which doesn't matter because I didn't get the first one. BYU will win the tip. <laughs> Utah won the tip. So I have zero points. Very nice. Yeah, you sent me a text right after they didn't win the tip and uh, got a pretty good laugh. Don't say out. what I said. <laughs> my two-pointer. BYU will shoot 70% or better from the free throw line. Hallelujah. See, if they had shot 23-plus, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> the but right we even, people have to shoot. We even pulled that down. for You had 23 initially last week, and I was like, no, 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 go, go, go more conservative. Go to 20. to 20. And they didn't even get to 20. Yeah. BYU hadn't shot better than 70% from the free throw line in the three games away from the Marriott Center. So I thought, okay, maybe they can do that. Yeah, 93%. And... And what? There we go. BYU won't make 11 three pointers. <laughs> that one is so weak. So weak. Won't make 11 So threes. weak. I picked that number because BYU made 11 against Utah State. They were 11 of 24. BYU had a bunch of good looks against Utah. They went 7 of 24 from three, but Yoli Childs was so good, they didn't need to make a bunch of threes. And they made all their free throws, essentially. The pick was the UCF schedule. of Yes, I agree. Yeah, I got to I gotta soften it for uh, Wednesday. All right, updated score. I have three points. I got both picks. BYU-Utah, yes, the second one was super weak. Jeremy, I thought you were going to get the first two-pointer for I sure. Too. I thought I mean, for uh, sure. Averaging 23 a game. So, there, there we go. All right, Portland State on Wednesday is our next opportunity. Barry Perry in the house. He's friends with a bunch of the yeah. BYU coaches. He's a, he's a member of uh, La Iglesia. Yes, he is. And he had a good thing going a couple of years ago in the big sky. Yeah, I was, I was wondering if he might be uh, an assistant coach candidate here or not. Better to be a head coach than maybe an assistant. Uh, who knows? But, uh, yeah, in the mix. So he'll be in the Merritt Center. Portland State. A homies game. On yeah. Wednesday. Coming up, women's volleyball coach Heather Olmstead joins us in studio. And next, we hear from star outside hitter Ronnie Jones-Perry. Upper Hills. After an unforgettable 
weekend for BYU women's volleyball. Back to the Final Four. This is BYU Sports Nation. Check out BYU Sports Nation right now with Tiki Solano. She's got the latest details in Cougar Sports with a social media twist. Watch it on the BYU Sports Nation Facebook, IGTV, Twitter, and YouTube accounts. I need some more weekend. So let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with another look at today's headlines. BYU men's basketball dominating rival Utah 74-59 in Salt Lake City on Saturday at the Beehive Classic. That's back-to-back wins for BYU against the Utes. Yoli Child scored 31 points for a third straight game. He was named the Player of the Week by Andy Katz on NCAA.com. He averaged 31 points, 9 rebounds, and shot 70.5% from the field last week. I anticipate he will also be the West Coast Conference Player of the Week. Four-seed BYU women's volleyball advances to the Final Four in the NCAA tournament, beating Florida Friday in four, and sweeping five-seed Texas Saturday in front of the second-largest crowd in program history, Ronnie Jones-Perry. Led the team on the weekend with 42 kills in seven sets. The Cougars play Stanford, the overall number one seed, in a rematch on Thursday, 7 Eastern on ESPN in Minneapolis. The Cougars beat Stanford in five sets on August 31st in Provo. Good luck, ladies. Taysom, don't call me Taysom, Hill blocked a punt for the New Orleans Saints in a critical turning point part of the game. It sparked a win in Tampa for the Saints. This season, Taysom Howe has three completed passes, a touchdown run, two caught passes, 15 return kicks. He's recorded tackles on special teams, and now he's blocked a punt. He might go to the Pro Bowl as a special teams player. That'd be awesome because it'd be a bonus for him. Jimmer Fredette scored 45 points, had seven assists, five rebounds, four steals, and two blocks, and a 102-99 Shanghai loss in China. Fredette is leading the league in steals at 3.4 a game. What's the conversion rate of steals in the Chinese Basketball Association it's to got, NBA? It's like 3.4 to 1, probably. <laughs> so he's averaging one NBA steal. I, I love so much that that's a thing. The What's convert- the conversion rate? Yeah, one steal in the CBA is, yeah. Yeah. Is- I never thought about conversion rates much and, until I was on my mission, and it was like, sorry, how much money do I get as a missionary? That's it? Oh, okay. Oh, wait, I have, like, no bills? The exchange rate? I don't pay tithing because I don't earn any money. Yeah, this is crazy. Past <laughs> offering? Do I, do I, I still pay? We this? need to determine, yeah, officially, like, points and rebounds and steals for the CBA. Let's let, let's let a, someone else. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. We'll figure that out. Someone, hey, hey, calling all nerds. Figure it out. Uh, our weekend and celebration of the weekend continues with another one-on-one interview with a star. RJP, Ronnie Jones Perry, Copper Hills Finest. Oh, she's the best. One-on-one after BYU Women's Volleyball punched their ticket back to the Final Four. Ronnie, I know that you wanted to take that next step because you've been to the Sweet 16 three consecutive times. You got through that last night. I know there was a relief, but then you take the next step and you get to the Final Four. Uh, How are you feeling right now about all this and closing it out in front of your home crowd? I'm a little overwhelmed, honestly, right now. It doesn't really feel real yet. I think it's going to be one of those things where I'm like, I have practice on Monday. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just super fired up, super grateful for our fans this year. It's just been a magical feeling in the Smithfield house since August. So super grateful for them and super proud of my team. What makes this senior class specifically unique? Um, I think that we're just super close. I've never been as close to any girls in my life besides maybe my sisters as I am with these, especially that group. And um, we've just been through a lot together. And so I think that it's kind of bonded us that way. And we know we have each other's back. 
How would you explain the crowd and the feeling and the atmosphere in the Smithfield House tonight? Just crazy energy and um, it's just one of those kind of surreal feelings where we run out onto the court and we're just starting our warm-up and then the crowd goes crazy. You know what I'm saying? And it's like we haven't done anything yet and we already know that the crowd's fired up. So it was really cool. What does that do for you? I mean, I know you can touch 10 foot, 8 inch or something like that. Does this, does it boost you a couple of oranges? What does that do? <laughs> I mean, I hope so. I'll take it if it does. It's just fun. It's like, I feel like some of, sometimes it kind of takes the air out of the other team a little bit because they'll be doing good things and it gets a little loud and then we do something good and you just can't hear anybody anymore. So um, it's awesome for us that like they instill confidence in us and it just helps us to keep having fun. Let's talk about some of the adversity you faced against Texas in sets one and three specifically. You got down uh, a considerable margin, but you came back and you won both of those sets. Why, why did that happen? Um, I think that my team's really mentally tough, and we do a good job of just staying in the present and focusing on what we want to do on the very next touch. And so we don't let leads, if, whether it's theirs or ours, get to our head because we know that there's a lot of volleyball left to be played. You said you have practice on Monday. So are you allowed to enjoy this until you come to practice on Monday? Uh, yeah. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Congratulations on a fantastic senior night, if you will, and a second senior night and getting to the Final Four. Thank you. Ronnie Jones-Perry, BYU Women's Volleyball, back to the Final Four. Go the Cougars. And I asked early on in that interview about not just getting to the Sweet 16, but advancing past that. And in her Elite Eight post-match conference, she said, we did it. We did it. She took the next step. They got through the Sweet 16, but now they have gone all the way to the Final Four. And, I mean, what can you say about this team? Without McKenna Miller, getting back to the Final Four? Home court was a big deal. Oh, it This, this team's was. really good, but home court was a big deal for this team. Because if you had to play Texas on Texas court two years ago after blowing it in the fifth set where BYU had a match point, and was up, what, like 12-7 or something, that, that would have been tough. That would have been a hurdle to overcome. And I would not have blamed this team for losing an Elite Eight match without McKenna Miller. I would have said, you know what, um, without her, that's tough. But this team found ways to win. They didn't look for excuses without McKenna Miller. They looked for adjustments, and those adjustments worked. And BYU has one of the best players in the country, Ronnie Jones-Perry. Perhaps she wins National Player of the Year. Perhaps not, but she's in the mix. Heather Nighting's been an, a crazy awesome freshman in the middle. She's going to be an all-timer for BYU. Um, it's good to have back-to-back freshman of the year in the, in the league, by the way. And Mary Lake is digging up everything. It, it was awesome. And, and the seventh man, if you will, uh, was fantastic with, with the crowd. It was just a special night in Smithfield House. And trust me, you and I are in the Smithfield House a for lot. all the volleyball matches, right? One of, you or me. And that was, one of, that was an all-timer night. That was an all-timer night. Perhaps the greatest night. In the Smithfield House ever. Yeah. The people from the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee could not say enough good things about the atmosphere. And uh, I saw them talking with BYU administrators just complimenting all of them from, you know, point A to point Z on the production value and the feeling and how they hosted it. It's a big-time volleyball venue. One thing that was awesome Friday night, so Florida, BYU is playing Florida. And what does BYU do when it's set point? The chump. So Florida is thinking that they're being mocked. Yes, it's like this when, ultimate troll job collectively yes. by 5,000 plus. Yeah, when for at least 15 years running, it's been, you know, sharks, they play Jaws, blood in the water, finish it, you know. Um, so that was funny. That was funny. 
They looked Florida's like, hey, what's going on? confused. Like, their whole bench was like, what are they doing? And like, oh, oh, reverse Why chomp. Why are they doing well, the Gator no. chomp? Let, let's talk about the, the influence of BYU men's volleyball, by the way, on NCAA women's volleyball. So the number one overall seed is coached by who? Kevin Hambly. Stanford, BYU grad. He played here. Okay. The number two overall seed who was upset in the Sweet 16, uh, Minnesota hosting Hugh McCutcheon, former player here. Okay. Obviously, BYU is the four seed. The seven seed, Nebraska, who is in the NCAA tournament, assistant coached by Jalen Reyes. Last year's national champ. Yeah. And, and they're the national champ. So the influence of former BYU men's volleyball players in the game is pretty cool to see. Yeah. Congratulations again to BYU Women's Volleyball on a magical season. I think Ronnie We're said it best. We're going to talk to Heather Olmstead coming up next segment. I think Ronnie said it best when she said, from August until now, it has been a magical year in the Smithfield House. They've been in the top ten the entire time. Went from eight to three after they beat Stanford. Went up to number one, I think, a week later. And then they were number one all the way up to losing to LMU. I wonder if losing to LMU did any good for this team. Did it? Did it? You know, take the top off a little bit uh, for BYU. Okay, we lost one, whatever. Still got a top four seed. That was the question. Would BYU still get a top four seed? And they did, and it yielded this amazing weekend. Because they beat Stanford. Also, the salt from Texas Twitter on Saturday night was extremely hilarious. I love it so much. And the picture of Taysom Hill leaping over Texas yeah. defenders. Someone had a sign. Someone had a sign that said, hey, Re- Texas, remember us? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and in football, oh. it's, that's been good. There's a thing with BYU in Texas. Te- yes. And then, and then I think kind of the, the undertide of all of this was like, oh, we weren't good enough to be in the Big 12? Like, no one's talking about that one, but yeah. it's like, it's there. Well, it's and there. Mark Durant sent out a really funny tweet and – if you don't know who Mark Duran is, color basketball who, analyst who are you? for BYU. Come on. Okay. He said, our demands are simple. Big 12 inclusion. Uh, if you want, if you, if Texas, he said, Texas, if you ever want to beat us again, our demands are simple. Okay? You have to include us in the Big 12. And then I think he said, Chip, here, and, here it is, here Chip it is. and Joanna South Gaines. South Padre Island. Yes. Big 12 membership. Chip and Joanna Gaines. <laughs> Till our demands are met, you'll never see another W again. BYU. <laughs> Oh, so good. What's the most impressive BYU-related thing you saw over the weekend? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At BYU underscore game day on Twitter. Volleyball was amazing. To get to the Final Four without McKenna Miller is about the equivalent of if BYU made the Final Four in basketball without Brandon Davies. I would argue that it's more like without Jackson Emery. Yeah, I McKenna mean, McKenna Miller is the number two hitter. You cannot be a great team without like two really, really good hitters, and BYU has figured out how to do that uh, w- without two great ones. Like, I'm talking pin hitters. Like right side is kind of a weird spot for BYU. Um, Heather Knighting sort of serves as the right side as well on the slide or whatever. They made it work. They made it work, man. Good coaching. Nick Lee, fifty-one on Twitter. Yoli Childs lighting the world and lighting the Utes on fire. Two in a row. Two in a row. Someone tweeted, Utah hasn't beaten BYU in 1,065 days. <laughs> I was like, that's not a lot compared to the other streaks, but I like it. I like it. At Ryben3 on Twitter, 
Got to get with the Yoli, the poster child dunk. Big win on a neutral floor. That was fun to be a part of. Hard to go against the women's volleyball team defeating two Power 5 schools without McKenna Miller. I'm a huge Taysom fan, but this week he can't top those two. Yeah, there were people on Sunday saying, oh, man, that was a good weekend. I go, no, 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 no. Great. Don't undervalue it. It was a great weekend. Like, just about as good as it gets. Taz Props answers on Instagram. The sweep of Texas in volleyball. Those girls are amazing. Go get that national championship. Go Cougars. Everyone's on board, man. Everyone's on board. It's awesome. Thursday, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain uh, from Minneapolis for BYU and Stanford. Coming up, Yoli Childs rocks the youths, the rim, and the country Saturday. And the head coach of BYU women's volleyball, Heather Olmstead, back in Studio B and back in the Final Four. This is BYU Sports Nation. We need another one of those. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow, watch or listen to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, Coach Rose, Dalton Nixon, and Quincy Lewis. Join Gregor Bell to discuss the week that was and preview the matchups with Portland State and UNLV Tuesday night, 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. And, of course, reserve your seats on BYUCougars.com slash Rose Show. Yeah, this is one of those weeks where you're going to be challenged with avoiding an emotional letdown after you play Utah State and Utah. Desperation in play. You win convincingly. Now the coaches got to get perhaps that team Saturday. ramped up again. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. What's the most impressive BYU-related thing you saw over the weekend? At Hansen 25 on Twitter. Yoli Child's posterization of two Utah players. Hashtag BYUS. I'm never going to remember those players' names, but I'll remember that moment. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell you their names right now. I don't... <laughs> Utah basketball stinks, man. The reactions from everyone around the play were incredible yeah, as well. Re- listen, you want to know how uh, something's received? Check the reaction of those closest to them. Like, you want to get to know somebody? Don't ask them. Ask the people around them. And the shot of the bench was awesome. We were all, it, like, find your guy in there that you, you were like. Are you Luke Worthington? Are you McKay Cannon? Are you, yeah, who were you? At Mean Uncle Dave answers on Twitter. Oh, hey, wow. Mean Uncle Dave. Mean. Greatest thing was BYU women's volleyball. 1A, coaching. 1B, mental toughness. 1C, efficiency. 1D, the volleyball crowd. It was everything combined. I, it was just so impressive to see it all coalesce. Magic. It was magic. Joining us now to discuss how magic happened on Saturday is the BYU women's volleyball coach, Heather Olmstead. Heather, up, welcome Heather? back. Hey Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. What a weekend. What would you do to celebrate on Saturday night? Oh, my gosh. I mean, the celebration on the court was probably something, obviously, I'll never forget, to be able to be at home with our team. Um, I mean, everybody was crying. It was just such a, a, a great celebration. And then afterwards in the locker room as well, I mean, that was probably the greatest celebration we did that night. Extra Powerade for everyone. I mean, I mean, did your, <laughs> did your phone blow up? Did it take a while to go to sleep? It, it definitely took a while to go to sleep, but, I mean, I'm not complaining. It was great. Yeah, explain your phone. What was your phone like when you finally got to address it? I uh, just, you know, people saying congrats and wish, you know, telling us how well we played and excited for us and telling us they'll see us next week in Minnesota. So it was just really cool. Um, we appreciate all the support, all the family and friends, and we know a lot of people are behind the scenes helping us out, and so it means a lot. Let's talk about that crowd. Second largest crowd in program history, and you had had the, I think the top three or four largest crowds were yeah. this year in program history. What did it mean to pack the house, and then what influence did that crowd have on the match? Absolutely. Our fans just keep keep bringing the, you know, the crowds, and, and it's 
we, they keep outdoing themselves with record crowds after record crowds. And this weekend was unbelievable to not only see our matches, but the other matches that were played, you know, in the regionals. And we just appreciate it. The electricity in the, in the gym just during the Texas match, it just it gave the girls just that extra energy they needed to, to keep going. And it was unbelievable. We appreciate all the support from the community and the school. Sometimes it takes uh, the crowd a second to warm up. Yeah. They were there from point one. Like it was it was right away. Yeah, I, th- I thought that helped. They were pretty fired up, um, and they were excited. And they've been with us this whole season. It's, this is nothing new for them. They've been there on a Saturday at 1 p.m. against some West Coast Conference opponents. And we just we're so grateful to our fans and the community for supporting us through this run. There were a few times I had legitimate chills yeah. during the match. Just like, whoa, like overwhelmed by the volume, uh, the intensity. And your team responded. What gave you chills on Saturday night? Yeah, I think um, I actually got chills during the national anthem, just uh, standing there with the team and and hearing the whole crowd sing the national anthem. And then uh, as the team gets announced, it always kind of gives me the the chills. And I think um, multiple times when the crowd erupted, you can just feel how special it is and feel the magic. It was pretty cool. Let's talk about what your team did, because that was the most special thing, I think, was they responded so well. You trailed by multiple points in the middle towards the end, kind of 17, 14, a couple times. How did you make adjustments to, to turn it on in the 20s? Yeah, I was so impressed with our team's composure overall the whole weekend. I mean, even against Texas, we were getting stuffed off the court. I mean, obviously, that 16 blocks. They were doing a great job with their blocking. We just looked at each other and said, let's stay in the present. Let's just focus on the next touch and chip away at the score and see what we can do. And then we'd get an ace. Then we'd get a kill. Then we'd get a stuff of our own. And then, you, you know, we're 17-17. So they were so composed. And after 20, man, they were solid. They were so solid. What was the overall – because I saw, I saw the NCAA selection committee members talking with you and with Tom Homo and Brian Santiago. What was their message to you guys after the weekend? Yeah, just a great weekend of volleyball and, and proud of our team for uh, overcoming a lot uh, this whole year and, and to being able to go into Minnesota this week and play in the Final Four. I mean, I think everybody's proud of what this team's done. It's, just, it's a really special group of young women. Ronnie Jones-Perry has 25 kills in three sets. That's just incredible. She's a beast. Um, what did she do this weekend that was – maybe it's not different. Maybe she's been doing it all year, but, but she kind of rose to that elite level, first-team All-American type level you know, she's this been, season. She's yeah. been playing like that all, all year. So yeah. we see that every day in practice. We see it in all the matches, home and away. She's so steady. She's so solid. She's improved her overall all-around game. I just think – how far she's come from her freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year, I, I just don't know if there's a better story out there for hard work and perseverance, determination, resiliency, grit. You name it, she's got it, and she wants it. She knows what she wants, and she's going to go get it. It's the Copper Hills way, Heather. All that's, right. That's how we do at Copper Hills. <laughs> remind people We're how, not Bingham, okay? For those who don't know, remind people how Ronnie even discovered BYU. How did she get to BYU? Yeah, we saw, we saw her play in club, and uh, we saw her arm, and we saw her— her jump. I mean, she was only touching 9-11 at the time that we were recruiting her, so almost 10 foot, which is pretty good in volleyball. She was mostly off the radar, right? Yep. And so her junior year, we we identified some things in her that we liked. We got to know her family. Uh, They're an amazing family. Obviously, they did a good job raising her. She works hard. Her club coaches did a great job training her, and they said, hey, this this girl's going to work hard for you, and so you should look at her. And, And we just decided after getting to know her, and obviously, again, we liked her arm, that if we could train her up and she would put in the work, that she could be pretty special. Now she's touching 10-8. Yeah. 
Wow, an eleven, out. an eleven inch increase. That's crazy. Jumping out yeah. of the gym. Um, is there a sense of validation given how good you guys have been, but now you turned this into something special and great this year, getting past the Sweet Sixteen? I think we're just excited to keep this journey going. I, I think we're just doing it for ourselves, nobody else, but just this team. We talk obviously all year in the off season, and this this group of senior leadership, man, they're they're something special. They've been through a lot together. So to be able to cap it off with this, their senior year, I'm, I'm I could not be more happy for this group. You obviously played and beat Stanford in late August in front of one of those record magical crowds in the Smithfield house. Now you get them in the final four on a neutral floor. How are they a different team and how are you a different team this time around? Yeah, super excited to match up with Stanford again. They're a great team, a great coaching staff. Uh, they're, they're well prepared. They're, they're very similar, actually. Their personnel is the same, you know, unlike our team. So, uh, Obviously, they've gotten better. Um, statistically, some numbers and things they're doing that they've improved over the course of the year, which you would expect, but so have we. So I think it's going to be a different match than the first match because I, I don't think any two matches are ever the same, but I, I think it's going to be a great matchup again with some great offense, great defense, and a really good serve pass game. How have you adjusted so effectively without McKenna Miller? Yeah, we absolutely love our team. And so I, everyone on our team's ready to fulfill a role. They're ready for their moment. We talk about that a lot. You need to be ready for your moment. And you saw one of those moments with Kiani Tuiletta serving that ace. And she's been training, you know, not only setting, but all year to have that moment. And that ace could not have come at a more timely time in that third set. And I'm really happy for her. And so we're, we're excited to, to have our whole team. And, and everybody knows that they're going to get their moment. And you've seen some kids step in remarkably. Man, the young guns especially, Maddie Robinson, Heather Knighting have taken an increased role. What do you think about your freshmen? Absolutely. I mean, Heather Knighting is patrolling that front line. She's she's a, a big kid with a big block with a heavy arm, and so people have to respect her, and that's a big deal for us to have her out there. And then Maddie stepped in, and just she has no fear. She's fearless. She's out there having fun, getting more comfortable every day. You can just see it when you watch her play, and she was so composed. I mean, talk about composure mm. for some of those freshmen out there. I mean, it was just so cool to see the seniors celebrating and with those younger kids like, yeah, that's right. We're doing this. <laughs> well, Maddie Robinson had a couple of swings where I was like, yeah. whoa. And like, she got blocked multiple times in a row. And then the third time she gets a kill and it's like, she just didn't care. Absolutely. I, I loved it. I love it. Okay. In 2014, when you guys went to the final four, uh, we got a piece of the uh, sport court and we had a shot of that going to break. Is that a fair ask to get a piece of the sport court or better this weekend? <laughs> yeah, let's see. <laughs> Um, I guess, what if maybe a piece of like the actual trophy? National yeah, Championship the trophy. trophy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if that happens, yeah. we can do that for you. It'd be kind of weird to break off a piece of the trophy, but figure it out. Maybe we could rent it for like a day or something. Yeah. That'd, like, that'd be awesome. Put like a sticky note on it that says hashtag BYUS. <laughs> Let's see what we can do. We're, yeah. we're excited okay. to play Stanford. Well, good luck. Thursday night, 7 Eastern, ESPN. Um, you guys leave tomorrow. So uh, yep. let's give you the biggest portion that we possibly can of BYU Sports Nation karma. Thank you. And uh, have fun in Minneapolis. Thank you, guys. We yeah. appreciate yeah. it. Congratulations. Stay, stay warm up there. Will do. They're playing indoors, luckily, which that's, is great. Yes, yeah. that's true, at the Target Center. Uh, we're thrilled for you. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Okay, coming up, which Cougar was activated to the 53-man roster in the NFL? And if you missed what Taysom Hill did for the Saints yesterday, what were you doing? Good news. We'll talk about it again. He continues to impress. Pro Bowl for him? This is BYU Sports Nation. Even the Sabbath day holy bro. Shout out to today's guests. The stars of the weekend, Yoli Childs, Ronnie Jones-Perry, and head coach of BYU Women's Volleyball, Heather Olmstead. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast. You can go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. Let's whip it.
It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Cougars beat the Utes 74-59 at Vivid Smart Home Arena Saturday in Salt Lake City, led by Yoli Child's 31 points, including a monster memorable dunk. TJ Haas had 18, Zach Seis had 14 in the win. Volleyball. The Cougars beat the Utes. I like the way that sounds, Jerem. I also like the way that BYU women's volleyball to the Final Four sounds. Back into the national semis by beating Florida in the Sweet 16 and then sweeping five-seed Texas in the Elite Eight in front of the second-largest crowd in program history. Ronnie Jones-Perry led the team with 42 kills in seven sets. Cougars in the NFL. Jason Will blocked a punt in the Saints' 28-14 win over Tampa Bay. Kyle Van Noy had seven tackles and half a sack in a Patriots incredulous loss to the Dolphins. And Fred Warner had four tackles and a 49ers loss to the Broncos. Small Williams had four carries for 17 yards in a Green Bay Packers win over the Falcons. And Michael Davis had six tackles in a Chargers victory against the Bengals. Daniel Sorensen, three tackles in a Chiefs win. They're playoff eligible. Ziggy Ansah had two tackles in a Lions win over the Arizona Cardinals. And the New York Jets have activated defensive lineman Bronson Kafusi to the 53-man roster. Jimmer! Fredette scored 45 points, had seven assists, five rebounds, four steals, and two blocks in a 102-99 Shanghai Sharks loss. Fredette leading the league in steals at 3.4 a game. Football. BYU freshman linebacker Christian Falau announced he is transferring from BYU on Twitter. Women's basketball. Lost at Utah, 78-67. Brenna Chase and Paisley Johnson both scored 17 points apiece in that setback. Today's rise and shout goes to all of the BYU fans who endure difficult times to celebrate weekends like we had last week. Yeah, it was a great one. It wasn't good. It was great. It was fantastic. You choose the word. Our question of the day, what's the most impressive BYU-related thing you saw over the weekend? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. At Ames Flames answers on Twitter, I am thrilled for women's volleyball, but basketball is my jam. Huh? And Yoli is the peanut butter to my jam. Huh? That dunk was epic. Hashtag Utah got Yoli'd. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer Shout out to the entire Olmstead clan. Sean, Heather, Rick, family. Wow. Go Cougs.